All the people of Maui wanted from the regime leader was comforting, manly, and heroic reassurances that the cavalry has arrived and that literally the fires will be put out, the land restored, and instead they got Rodney Dangerfield running around cracking bad jokes about kitchen fires. And I'm sorry for all you Trump haters out there. Trump would not have done that. He just is not in his nature to do. He just wouldn't have done it. He would have gone there. He would have been very manly and very heroic and very assuring. And he would have said, we got this. We will rebuild. You will, re you will be able to re be returned to your home. Now, look, I know all the things about I, uh, guys. Shut, uh, you, you, I, I can see the petty fog in 476 in the chat room. I'm not even there, but I know what they're doing right now. Hey, so you're off for subsidy now. Now we have to pale people in Maui. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Dealing with the macro issue here of men wading into the breach. Now listen to this. <laughs> the New York Post has an editorial today. Joe Antoinette Biden lies to survivors, makes it all about himself in Hawaii. Even by Biden's slow standards, this trip was an absolute debacle. The tone-deaf commander-in-chief takes off from Lake Tahoe, from the Lake Tahoe home of a Democrat donor, does a flyby of the island, and turns around to go back on vacation. Mission accomplished. While he's on the ground, Biden points at some burned-out buildings, stiffly shakes hands with some first responders, and puts on the facial expression that meant, that's meant to convey, I'm serious about this. Of course, that was while he wasn't sleeping at the reception dinner that they hosted for him. You know what Trump would have said? Where's the nearest McDonald's? You have a McDonald's here near Kalaya? I'm going to go order all of you. Dinner's on me. But instead, they only had to have a big, uh, let's announce all the heavy-handed, big Democrats that are here to help you, etc., etc., etc. Nobody has time for that crap. you got a freaking town to rebuild. Right now, America, the world, the Christian, the former Christian world, old Christendom needs heroes, men. I'm not saying there can't be a Jean d'Arc. Well, we don't need a Jean d'Arc. We need King St. Louis IX. Jordan Boyd has this at thefederalist.com. <clears throat> Biden's lazy response to crises like Hawaii is a liability. The regime leader eventually paused his elaborate stay in the Sierra Nevada mountains to fly to Hawaii when Biden finally arrived on the ravaged island two weeks after the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history started. He kicked off his somber visit by cracking several jokes about the hot pavement and football. He did. Hey, you guys catch the boots out here? That's a hot ground, man. He actually cracked a joke. Biden says to the mayor of Maui County, Hey, Bob, you look like you've played defensive tackle for a while. I don't know, but somebody good. And then says the wildfires are a national travesty. Right alongside, Truman, I'm a limit of pressure. 
Biden's babbling only worsened when he turned a speech that was supposed to encourage the fire victims into his self-adulating spiel laced with lies. Come to find out, this fire never happened. Biden finally travels to Hawaii, and then there, there's, there's, she has some tweets in here. Biden's senility isn't the blame for this. He is. For literal decades, Biden has, has tainted tragedies, including his own, with his brusque, verbose, and ill-mannered insolence. Even Maui's own recognized Biden's uh, performative presence as a mockery of the fire's victims. Uh, one bystander lamented to a Daily Signal reporter on the ground in Maui, I'm going to slow everything down just so Biden can come and take a look and do nothing yet again? So it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. And blank him. <laughs> Another standby, uh, passerby or, 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 or person nearby said, quote, they got to Ukraine quicker than they got to their own states. Biden is a liability to the country that is riddled with problems at home and abroad because he does nothing but stoke those disasters. And, you know, and they're getting ready to stoke another fake disaster. This COVID disaster that they're getting ready to stoke doesn't exist. This, again, this is, whole thing is going to be fabricated and concocted. And the usual suspects and the parrot media that repeats but doesn't report, that's why they're parrots, is just going to dutifully take whatever, whatever it is that's served up to them, and they're going to regurgitate it as if it's fact. Folks, do you know that right now with this pan, that they are actually panicking over, wait for it, not one, not two, but three cases, supposedly three cases, three people, I'm not exaggerating, Three people have tested positive for allegedly for some mutated variant of SARS-CoV-19. But don't worry, Scott Gottlieb assures us this mutation is wicked. It's acting so mutinified. We don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, you know, we used to just call it flu season. Jordan Boyd says that Biden is even a, li a liability to the Democrat Party, which claims its primary political opponent is unfit to rule. You know, isn't that just the irony of ironies? Well, Biden is babbling and lying his way to the great Chicago kitchen fire of 1973, talking about saving and rescuing his wife and his Corvette to a bunch of people that have actually lost their children. His regime is busy doing what? Putting handcuffs on Donald John Trump and 19 other people because they did what? The unthinkable. They actually demanded and put their own reputations and they put some of their own skin into the game, if you will, to say that the people, the, the people that voted in the state of Georgia in November of 2020 were defrauded because their votes were canceled out by people that don't live there or, or didn't live there or don't even exist. Or maybe even voted twice. This is the unthinkable crime here now. So let's throw Trump and his, and his quote, cronies in jail. Well, you know, my definition of a hero and somebody that does something heroic is when you do something without concern for what effect it's going to have on you. To me, that's the definition of heroism. I'm just going to do it because it's the right thing to do.
What is the right thing to do right now? And while we're still under the U.S. Constitution, and while we're still in this wretched union, and while we still have federal this and federal that, what's the right thing to do? Stop the bleeding. Stop the indiscriminate assault on just the most basic and core freedom and liberty that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to enshrined in our Constitution. No, it's not. Not anymore. And what do we have the official state of the United States doing? Trying to start World War III, exporting what little largesse or what little resources we have remaining here, exporting them to a country most people can't even find on a map, but have a flag of it on the back of their car, while people in our own states are defecating on sidewalks, entire downtowns are closed, people are murdered every weekend in the biggest cities in the United States under the rule of Democrat mayors, islands are being burned, swaths of other patches of forest are being burned in the United States. All this is going on in the Chinese are taking over the pork-producing factories right here in our own country, right here in the United States. All this is happening, and all we can seem to be concerned about is progress in a war that's none of our business. You know, people will only be to only tolerate this for so long. For so long, I was telling Mike Parrott yesterday, I'm like, dude, you weren't around. I'm a, lot, I'm a lot older than you. You weren't around in 1970 and 1980. I was. How many of you remember Jimmy Carter going on television during the height of the oil embargo and the energy crisis crunch of 1979 and basically appearing on a national television address in a sweater? Why did he appear in a sweater? Because his solution to the crisis was to tell people, turn your thermostats down in the middle of the winter and put an extra sweater on. Didn't take long for a man from California named Ronald Wilson Reagan to seize upon that and go like, that's not going, that's not what we do here in these United States, Mr. Carter. He didn't say make America great again, but he did say, we're going to make mourning beautiful in America again. He even have a television ad about mourning in America. It's going to be mourning again, Mr. Carter. You know why? Because Reagan knew that the Democrat Party and the diabolical powers that be had seized and locked up those assets of oil and natural gas. That there was no reason that anyone had to take a knee to OPEC. Reagan knew that. He also knew that the Federal Reserve under Carter was completely and totally out of control and that the banksters were hauling off billions of dollars at the expense of the American people. He also knew that inflation had been set and set into motion by the same federal, by the same federal government. Reagan was told by people that knew more than him, we could fix this. This is not even difficult. It'll take a year and a half, maybe two years, but it can be fixed. We can reverse this course, but we got to be. A, we got to have a guy in the White House, folks. Whether you like it or not, there is simply no one out there that can do this. It has to be Trump. I'm, not, I'm shocked. I read the headline of the Crisis Magazine this morning. <laughs> Crisis Magazine, basically saying it has to be Trump. What is he? Uh, here it is. 
Philip uh, Promo or Primo, CrisisMagazine.com. Trump is running with the GOP or against it. You don't think the Democrats know that people, even in their own party, even their own sycophants, are sick of this? I mean, seriously. When Mike Parrott asked me yesterday, Mike, is it just a short-term thing, or in what I it, it, it is what I'm seeing in my small business? Is this something that is endemic? Is it is it, is it going to continue? And I said, dude, this is the result of what they did. This is part of the controlled demolition of the Corona doom. Remember, I kept telling you people back in the spring of 2020, this is a controlled demolition. The object here is to destroy as many people like me, moderately successful, small business entrepreneur men. We need to be replaced by the conglomerates. Don't worry about it. Amazon and Walmart and all the big corporations made bank during that part of the crisis. Now they're here to finish the job off and steal another, quote, election, close quote. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel, always on air, always online, crusadechannel.com. Have you appreciated the candor and the monologue from the host here on the Crusade Channel during these last 40 minutes or 30 minutes? If you have, can I ask you to help us make sure that we stay on the air and that maybe someday we can actually fill that afternoon drive spot with someone uh, equally as energetic and eager to get on the air every day as me and Maggie are? Well, in order to get there, we got to stay in business and on the air. And we can't do that if you don't make a contribution today. If you don't go to crusadechannel.com forward slash donate, and even if it's five bucks, kick in and help to make sure that our crowdfunding goal for this month, we have one every month, is met. Someday when we expand that audience, God willing, through our ladies wonderful intercession, we won't have to do this. But you know what? I think maybe God wants us to crowdfund right now. Maybe he wants little heroes out there that are in touch with small community-based audiences. That's us. Can you help us? Crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. I'm not asking for a lot. As a matter of fact, $5 is the minimum. I can tell you, if 200 of you go five bucks right now, crowdfunding for August is done. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash donate. Let's stay on the subject of heroes for a moment. Dennis Prager has this at AM Greatness today. Hillary epilogue, how easy it is to panic Americans. Now, we're about to find out how easy it is because the panic button has been pushed. I am writing this column on a beautiful sunny day in Southern California. It's Monday in mid-August, so it's not a national holiday. Yet in L.A. County, where I live, all the schools and all the government offices are closed. Why? Because for the past week, the National Weather Service, state and local authorities, and national and local media have been ceaselessly warning that a tropical storm would hit Southern California Sunday night and Monday with life-threatening intensity not seen since the last tropical storm in 1939, 84 years ago. 
And then he gives all the uh, the different headlines of what was coming, uh, flash flood warnings and this and that and the other, high wind alerts, blah, blah, blah. This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation, they said. Sunday night, when the worst of the life-threatening storm uh, was supposed to hit, my wife and I drove across L.A. from near Pasadena to Simi Valley and back a two-hour round trip. Last time I saw so few cars on the L.A. freeway was in the first weeks of the Corona Doom lockdown in 2020. But this time they had much less of an excuse to panic. Unlike the invisible COVID-19 virus, the reason for panic this time was completely visible. All these people needed to do was walk outside of their home or hotel and just look out the window. Had they done so, they would have seen that steady but moderate rain was falling, just rain. No high winds, no downpour, no storm, and not even thunder or lightning. The reason my wife and I drove to Simi Valley on Sunday night was to attend a friend's wedding. How much people panicked was made sadly evident there. During the meal, the groom mentioned to me that 40 expected guests had canceled at the last moment. Chickens. I was stunned and to be honest, angry, maybe even angrier that the groom, who at least on the outside good naturally good naturedly shrugged it off. There is no more important event in people's lives than their wedding, yet forty people, about one in every four guests, didn't show up to a wedding they had committed to attend, and for no good reason. Apparently many Americans learned nothing from the twenty twenty one lockdowns. All the lockdowns did, as Sweden, without lockdowns or closed schools proved, was inflict terrible damage on the nation's economy, the world's economy, the education and psyches of vast numbers of young people, and lead to a loss of a vast number of middle-class businesses. See, he put his finger on it. That's why I wanted to share this. This was a controlled hit. It was a controlled demolition. And they're back. They're, they're like a bad poltergeist equal. We're back. Run for the light, MAGA ends. Run for the light. This country, I look forward to the day when Guyana comes and goes, this country is clean. <laughs> it ain't going to happen under the regime. 